setting the pace on the pursuit of happiness. This is The Ken Coleman Show, where you discover what you were born to do and how to make it happen. Now, helping you get unstuck and on the path to your dream job, America's career coach, Ken Coleman. Coming to you live from Ramsey Studios in Nashville, you are joining a conversation about who you are, what you were created to do, where you want to do it, and how to get there. It is about your purpose, and we look at your personal purpose and your purpose in your work as absolutely connected. Let's put it this way. We believe you were created to fill a unique role through your work. That means you were needed, you must do it. You were created to work. Now, we are not praising workaholics. We are not saying that you are solely what you do at work. It's not your identity. However, your impact is very much connected to your work. And you were created to make a big, big impact. So we look at that. How do we work with meaning? 844-747-2577, 844-747-2577. If you are tired of waking up on Monday mornings just being miserable and just counting down to happy hour on Friday, you are in the right place. Let's have a conversation. Matthew's going to start us off in Los Angeles, California. Matthew, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi, Ken. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? So I just graduated college with a bachelor's degree in computer science. And for the past couple of years, I've been working as a side job at my church doing audio and visual tech stuff. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm trying to figure out if I should be pursuing a job in software or if I should go and see if I should find a job in uh, audio visual. Forget your head. What's your heart tell you? I, I'm conflicted because I love doing both, but I'm just, I, I, I love doing both. That's, that's okay. So uh, your heart, your heart is having a wrestling match. Your brain's not involved. That's what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Very interesting. So at some point, the AV thing became an option. My guess is you were headed towards software development or technology or whatever, whichever way you're going. And you get involved with, with, with AV at your church and you go, ooh, this is really fun. And my guess is you really, really liked it. And so that's what's causing this conflict because you went and got a degree for the technology side of things. And you're going, but I really love the audiovisual side, which, by the way, it's just as much technology as software is. It's just a different platform of technology. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. Does your degree help you if you were to pursue uh, more on the audiovisual side of things, production side of things? Does it help you? Um, yeah, I would say so. I've made some software to help yeah. our yeah. church, too. Exactly. So what if it's a combination? of the software you want to be involved with is is in the production side of things, audio and visual. The, the future's video. You know that. It's already here. So is it not a combination? Would be the dream job? Yes or no? Yeah. So I don't think you've got a real... I think you've got... I've created a false choice. And I understand how you got there. So I'm not criticizing you. I'm just helping you see it's both and. 
So mm-hmm. now it's okay. Where do we want to end up? You, by the way, are you in agreement with me that it's that that you see how they both come together? Yes. So what's the dream? Take me 10, 20 years down the line. Don't worry about how you get there. What's the dream gig? Um, I think it would be working in some place where I get to ultimately combine those two software and exactly. uh, audiovisual to exactly. help others. Exactly. So the question becomes, what's the best way to get started on that path? In some ways, you've already started that with your church. The question is, how do you get a paid gig that puts you on that path? Or rather, what is the list of paid gigs now that I've got my degree and I've got some experience at my church? Which way do I want to go? Do I want to go more software related first and then move over to the AV and just keep working at my church, keeping that experience? Or do I want to go more AV knowing I've got the software chops and once I'm in the AV place or or space, then I can convince them and show them, oh, this guy, he can do the software side and create options. I, I think it comes down to that. And that's a fun choice, isn't it? Yeah. So how are you feeling right now? Start of the call. We're three minutes and 50 seconds in. How are you feeling? I feel a lot better now. Thank you. <laughs> well, you bet. And here's the point. I just want to know where, you at, where you're at emotionally now when you realize you don't have to choose one or the other. It's a both and. You've got uh, an opportunity to carve your own space out, and that's what we teach. What is Matthew's unique role? What would be one word you would use to describe that dream job where you're doing software development in the audiovisual space? What would be one word that would describe the function of what you're doing? Um, creating. Boom. Creator. Fine. You could have said producer. You could have said uh, uh, developer. You could say whatever you want there on that. But the idea is you're really a creator. And as long as you are creating software, or create, uh, creating software that creates new ways to execute or engage with audiovisual, I guess you're going to be pretty happy, dude, aren't you? Yeah. All right, my man. You know what you know what time it is, don't you? I'm, I'm not sure. I know you aren't. It's go time, Matthew. Oh, go time, yeah. You, you know where you want to go. Get after it. There's no more confusion. You are completely clear. Go, go, go. Go, 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 go. By the way, uh, interesting uh, thing there. I, I did not know, Joe, that that call was going to turn out that way. You know, I've done thousands and thousands of calls now. And most of the time I have a good idea of where we're headed. Okay. Right. That was one where I'm not 100% sure which way he was going to go, what he was going to choose. But when we walked him right up to the point of choice, and he said, I love both. That's when I realized he had created a false choice. I've got a computer science degree, but I've also, and I love science, computer science and I love software and all that kind of stuff, but I've also fallen in love with audiovisual by volunteering at his church. So that's light, sound, video, the whole nine yards. And he felt like he had to choose between the two until he real, until I just said, well, how could you apply all that technology love into that space? And you heard what he said? Well, I've already actually created a couple software, you know, you know, minimal software for my church. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. So here, here's my point, folks. When you are in a situation like young Matthew, 
Don't create a false choice. Continue to allow your head and heart to, to look at both options or three options if you've got three. And then go, do, do any of these work together? Is there a common thread? And I think you'll find that many times there is. Now, we've had multiple calls where there were three options and we whittled them down to two. And we were, but, but see, it's always worth looking deeply into, well, wait a second. If I had to choose one or the other, which would I choose? That's the heart exercise. In this case, his heart was alive for both. Then you got to look at it and go, well, that's interesting. Is there a way where you combine both? It's a both and. And in this situation, it was yes. Oh, Matthew's in for a great life. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Right, David joins us on the line in Orlando, Florida. David, you, sir, are on the Ken Coleman Show. How can I help? Hey, Ken. Uh, thanks for taking my call today. You bet. What's up? Yeah, so I'm trying to get uh, clarity on uh, choosing a side hustle. Okay. So my wife and I are, you know, looking to pay off some debt, and we're trying to do that by, uh, you know, lowering some expenses and, and and trying to make some extra money. So with the side hustle, I kind of had the idea of possibly doing something flexible, like maybe an Uber Eats or, or something like that um, type of job. Uh, because our current lives are, are pretty busy based on our current workload and, and weekend weekend activity with the kids. So um, my wife wasn't completely on board with that idea. I thought maybe I should just focus on uh, maybe getting a better job or somehow just making more money with, with one job. Um, and so the question I have is, is basically two, should I, should I focus on just trying to make as much money as I can with my current job or maybe even switching roles? Uh, and then two, if I do need to get a side hustle, um, should I be searching for a different type of side hustle based on, uh, my current like skills based on the work that I do now or, just anything that I can find that's more flexible based on our, my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is pretty straightforward. And I'm going to put you to the test instead of you asking me, because I think you know the answer. But I'm just curious, how much more money are you wanting to make? Yeah, so I'm thinking um, I need to make about, I think, 25% more um, than what I'm making now. 25% more. Okay. So how so much is that? That's like 20, 25 K or so. So we need So 25 K would make you and the wife, you feel pretty darn good at night. And that, that, that amount of money would, would, would change things dramatically for you guys. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. So let's get us in the right direction. Gotcha. So what do you do for a living now? Work in accounting. Okay. For financial services. And do you enjoy numbers and number crunching and all those things associated yeah. with accounting? Yeah, for the most part, yes. Yeah. I like it. Okay, good. And uh, have you ever wondered what moving up the ladder would look like with that particular skill set? Yes, yes, I have. What does that look like to you? Yeah, so the next step would be a manager-level role in which uh, I'm actively pursuing with my company. Uh, It's just a matter of time and and, and, uh, letting that work itself out. But um, Okay. How long have you been with your current company? 
about two years now. Okay. And have you actually applied for a, a role that's up the ladder from where you are now? Uh, not an official application, but I spoke with leadership and, and they agree. And, and they agree with of, what? Uh, of a of, uh, of, uh, uh, a promotion, uh, moving up a different level, just a, a matter of of uh, waiting for that time to come. Yeah. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Waiting for that so, time to come. So um, I was I had in mind about waiting until uh, Q1 of of next year. Why would you wait uh, when you want twenty five thousand dollars now? Because um, because I've already kind of. Uh, spoken up about what what I'm looking for, and they agree, and it's just the opportunity is not available right now. Okay, good. So let me but, ask you uh, this. Have you looked yeah. outward to say, I've been at this place for two years. It doesn't make you look like a job hopper. Are there positions okay. uh, in the Orlando, Florida area, and i got to believe there are, that are up the ladder, maybe a rung or two, but you do have the experience and the skill set to be able to pull off? And And then the next question is, uh, what kind of a bump would that give you? It got you. Yeah. So, so there definitely are opportunities, um, outside and, um, and, uh, I think I could, I could probably get the bump that I, I would need I'm to not, get to 25. Sure. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, Why, what, what is keeping you from being 100% sure about what is out there in Orlando in the accounting finance area that you have the skill set for, you have the interest in it, gives you an opportunity to move up the ladder, not just with the $25,000 financially, but also professionally. What's keeping you from being 100% sure what's out there? Gotcha. Yeah, I just haven't applied. And the reason was because I thought I would give my current employer the, you know, the benefit of the doubt that I've already spoken to them. And I understand, I understand, to, David, but you see what I'm doing? Do yeah, you, I'm yeah. pushing you a little bit, aren't I? You feel a little uncomfortable right now because you need to. <laughs> Why in the world, my man, would you wait till first quarter of next year just to see if something opens up for you when right now you're calling me going, look, we want to make more money. Ken, do I go the side hustle route plus the day job or do I get a different day job? And I think the answer to the question was so obvious just in the way you stated it. But you guys got activities with the kids. You got things going on in any side hustle that you would do. That would make you twenty five thousand dollars more, and I got to tell you, I don't think it's Uber Eats. That's a lot of driving to make twenty five grand. Am I right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that means time that is going to be a stressor for you and your wife. So you guys got to decide. To me, the best play is to get promoted outwardly because there's not an opportunity where you are now. And it moves you up the ladder towards your long-term goals, and it satisfies the short-term goal of bringing more income so you guys can accomplish your financial goals. So the answer to me is obvious. We get a job, uh, we get promoted outside of your current company by getting a better job. And then you still got time on the weekends, and and, and that's the best of both worlds. Am I right? Yeah, no, that, that, sounds, that sounds on point. I just kind of felt that I would, that it, it was it was a be okay to to try to give my employer the benefit of the doubt, but well, wait a second, wait a second, time mean, out. That doesn't mean. Uh, but what does that oh, you mean? Know, waiting. What does that mean? Yes, it does. If you give your employer the benefit of the doubt, you're still waiting until at minimum first quarter next year. True or false? True, true. Listen, I don't I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying, and David, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. But what we. 
this idea that you are not a loyal person or that you are not a person of character, if you decide to go somewhere else and make more money, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I got to tell you, I think it's because you're such a high character guy is part of the deal. But I also think in some ways it's a get out of jail card for you because you go, well, I've, I'm scared of going out here. I'm scared of, of, of exploring on my own. I'm scared of stepping out of the boat. So I'm just going to go, well, you know, I probably should be a good, good team member and stay in the boat and wait for my 25000 Is that fair? Am I on to something here? Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you are. You're scared, man. And it's okay. Can I just tell you? It's okay to admit I'm scared. I want you to feel really comfortable right now admitting that you're scared. So just go ahead and say it in your words. Go ahead. Tell everybody. <laughs> tell us. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, what are you nervous about? You know, give me, give but, me real uh, specific words. What are you nervous about? Say it. I was just nervous about changing. Yeah. Change is really scary. And it's okay, folks. We've got to get to the point where there's no shame and we stop making excuses like, well, I'm going to give my employer the benefit of the doubt. Can't you just hear that? That is just total BS. And fear makes us say stupid crap like that. Because we got to give ourselves a reason for being okay not stepping out of the boat. Man, I'm telling you, I'm preaching today. That's what's going on. When we get scared, you know what we do? And David's not the only one. So I want everybody to be okay going, you know what? I got to start realizing and I got to start owning the fact that I'm scared of change because on the other side of change, as I see it today, is the unknown. But do you know how to get over the fear of change? Go get some answers. David hasn't even looked seriously in Orlando, Florida for accounting jobs that he's qualified for to find out what kind of money he could make, what kind of benefits would come with that. Could be some signing bonuses. David hasn't even looked, and I'm not picking on David. I'm just talking to all of us. And fear tells us, it's really scary over there. Don't do anything. So then we got to come up with a reason why we're not doing anything. And then we go, oh, I know why I'm not doing something. I'm giving my employer the benefit of the doubt. I'm a great person. No, you're scared. Go get the answers to what you're unsure of and watch your confidence just appear. Coaching you up to make more money and experience more meaning in your work so that you're winning at work and in life. This is the Ken Coleman Show. 844-747-2577. 844-747-2577. Uh, if you want to jump in, uh, that phone number will work. We're here uh, at 12 Central, 1 Eastern, Monday through Friday. And then also you can email us, ask at kencoleman.com if you want to get a little on-air live coaching session. Kristen is up next in Ogden, Utah. Kristen, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, Ken. How's it going? I am living the dream, Kristen. What's going on with you? 
Yeah, so I'm 26. I just graduated from college, started my first full-time job. All right. And I very I'm nice. Hold on a second. Let's not just go. Past. Yeah, so what's the new job? So I'm a marketing and communication coordinator at a company. Okay, and great. I love what I do. Okay. Um it took me a while to get through school because I found that I wasn't passionate about the things I was studying and oh. switched my major, so Good. You know, I'm excited to be done and ready to be in this role. Okay. The challenge is I'm feeling stuck and I'm regretting the company that I chose because it's not a great fit for me and it's not helping me progress. Um, you know, the, the long story short is the eight positions in the marketing team have been eliminated over two years and now I'm the single person in the marketing team wow. and there's no one to really help navigate me through the growing process. There's How long have you been there? Barrier. Four months. So you've been there four months. And over the last two years, they've removed eight people, taking it all the way down to just you. You're the new hire. Yeah. And you're the only yep. person in the marketing department? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your leader? Who's your direct report? So our direct report is another senior um, like manager of the product team. Okay. So you're the, but they don't have marketing background. That's not their trade. Right. Wow. So I'm feeling it's hard to connect, especially with them. Um, they're a great leader, but they have a language barrier. So they understand probably about 50% of the things I say to them anyway. Oh, and yeah, right. I, I just am feeling really stuck and I don't know what to do. I want to be supported and you know have a mentor at this company. And Well, but well, let me ask you this. What is the reason for all the cutbacks? They had a leadership change. It was during COVID. And so I think... They're still kind of operating out of a scarcity, you know, mindset right now. Are they struggling financially? No. Um, and there's also been personality differences with the leadership. So, But you're telling me you love the job and you told me that th that your leader is a good leader. So where are She's you stuck? She's a great person. <laughs> oh, okay. Now that's different. She's a yes. great person. She's not a great leader. Yeah, she's inexperienced in her own roles and, you know, having to manage my jobs with hers are very overwhelming for her. And let me ask um, you this, are the challenges you're facing because you're brand new? I mean, you're brand new and you don't have much experience and you don't have a senior marketing professional above you that could answer your questions, that could guide you. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Well, I think... And I know the silver bullet is experience, but like, how do I get from where I am to experience because even if I left the company, I don't have anything to add to my resume. Well, I don't think you so. leave right now. <laughs> right. I think you're going to have to suck it up. And, and I know okay. that doesn't sound, it sounds worse than it is. So let me explain what I mean by suck it up. Okay. Um, on one hand, you don't have the leadership and the training and the mentoring that you actually need to functionally do the best that you can do. But they know that. Sounds like to me, they know that. Your boss knows that, right? Mm -hmm. And so where would you go, or rather, where could you go if you needed a question answered that she doesn't have the experience and background to answer it? Where where could you go? Let's make let's let's put it as could you. Let's just say she didn't exist and you still needed that paycheck and you had nobody to go to. Because let's frankly, she she doesn't exist when it comes to some you know, more experienced, detailed type questions around your job in marketing. So who could you go to right now? Who could you call to get a, to get a, a piece of advice on what you're doing? 
Yeah, that's the challenge I'm facing is I have, you know, Google and and it's great for some things. No, not Google. You know. Who could you call? I'm not saying an exact person, but give, fill in the blank with what you can answer. Who who would be the type of person that you would call? I have a family member, a distant family member that does similar things and I've gone to him. And how's that um, turned out? It's okay. Um, I don't have the ability to make the decisions and changes that he would recommend. So I, I can't implement a lot of the advice. Well, have you taken his advice up to your leader? Uh, yes. And she and, said? Um, we, my activities would not be approved. <laughs> okay. So she said, can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it or won't do it? Um, I think it's a can't do it. Okay. So my point is you need to get another set of eyeballs, maybe two or three set of eyeballs. Because I'm, I'm asking more from a standpoint of functional day-to-day work. Isn't that where you're feeling stuck? You're like, is this the right strategy? Is this the right thing? You understand what I'm saying? And, you, and you're, yeah. you're looking for feedback to go, is this the right move? Or is there a better move? Is that what most of the stuckness is coming from? Yes. I would be finding somebody in Ogden, Utah, somebody you can have coffee with, begin to develop a relationship and go, hey, I want to stay where I am right now because I can get really valuable experience. But I'm also trying to win. I My point is by suck it up, you do the best that you can possibly do. You've been hired right out of college to do a job and you are naturally um, handcuffed, if you will. They, they, you know, There's only so much you can do based on the fact that they probably don't have the resources to be able to do it. So now you've got to do the scrappy version of marketing. So what mm-hmm. can you do that doesn't require a bunch of approvals or changes or systemic things that they're not going to support you with? So the day in, day out job, what can you do? How can you get better at doing that? What's the most excellent, efficient way to get better at doing that absent of somebody that knows your craft looking over your shoulder every day. You're going to have to rely on people outside that will mentor you and be a friend to you, a professional friend to help you. Because right. if you quit, if you quit, it's like starting all over again. Now, I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. that's a viable option. If you were to find a good company that had a good structure and leadership above you and you said, hey, here's why I'm leaving. They hired me in and I'm now the last person standing. They let go eight people in my current report doesn't even know marketing. And so I'm limited in my ability to actually do the job. I think that's an understandable thing without throwing somebody under the bus. The other side of things is to stick it out for six more months and get a year in there, get some good experience, learn how to adapt to the situation. Do you believe that you can adapt if you get that friend or two or three? Yeah, I know I can do it. It's just, I it's don't not know ideal. <laughs> Well, yeah. but, but my point is, you don't have to have the pressure on where to start. You need to start getting your connections working for you, friend of a friend, uh, whatever, and get with some people who are good marketers who do what you do and tell them your situation and go, what would you do if you were me? This is good old-fashioned wisdom. It's not just knowledge. You need some mm-hmm. wisdom in your life from somebody who knows. You're telling me there aren't some yeah. <laughs> ninja women out there? who are in your job and you're, they're higher up the ladder than you. They couldn't give you advice. They wouldn't go, Kristen, I'm going to take you under my wing and I'm going to help you. You tell me you can't find those women. Just 
not sure where to look. <laughs> yes, you do. You know where to look. Where are where are the more other marketing positions in Ogden? Where are they, who do you know outside of Ogden? Who do you know from your college program that knows somebody up the ladder? Call your professors. Tell your professors what you're looking for. You know where okay. to look. You're just intimidated. Yeah, I guess I kind of just feel like I don't really belong quite yet, so that's hard. <laughs> I know, but listen, kiddo, now I'm going to be your dad for a second, all right? Listen to me. You don't feel like you belong because you haven't been pulled into a true community, and that's normal, but that's not your fault. That's theirs. You don't, right. There is no team. You're the team. Of course you don't feel yeah. like you belong, but listen to me, kiddo. It's not a function of talent. You've got the chops. You belong in the world you want to be in. You don't feel like you belong because there's no community in that office around you. There's a big difference. You got me? Get your head up, eyes forward, and go make some connections. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to the Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.